Welcome to Inspired by Engler. I'm Haley Erke, and I'm a student at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Here with me today, I have Brendan Costello. Brendan Costello is an employee of the Engler program. He is the Chief Relations Business Officer. Thanks for coming in today, Brendan. Absolutely. Um, can you tell me about yourself in 25 words or less? Sure. Um, I grew up in an agriculture background, very passionate about entrepreneurship, and, uh, helping others uh, start uh, their businesses. So what's the essence of your story? I would say, I, I think that's a really interesting question, um, not something I really think about much. A lot about what I think about what I've learned is um, to really grow into like what I'm passionate about, which is the ideation side of starting a business. and. Uh, that's just something I'm really passionate about, and I know that I want to start my own business, and my experiences kind of have kind of helped lead up to that. Tell me about the most transformative experience you've ever had. Um, I would actually say, thinking now, and maybe it wasn't the most transformative experience like while I was in it, uh, I was actually showing sheep when I was a kid, because it was the first time that I had to like work at something really hard, take care of something that, an animal that was very, very fickety. It was my job to like take care of the sheep, and so it was kind of, Dad helped me get started, but after that, it eventually became kind of my own thing that like I worked at. So, and that kind of set me up for a lot of stuff that I do now. So that was probably the most like transformative experience. Can you tell me how it was transformative? Be in charge of my own thing. So it was like my own responsibility. I had to. I learned a lot about myself and like taking care of those animals. Um, just like did very, had to do things I never done before, and so that. <laughs> Like having to take care of those animals and having to learn how to do that, like very much has played into just other things I wanted to do. And I think eventually my desire to like have my own business. Okay, so can you walk me through the route that got a kid who liked showing sheep to the point of pitching a business concept on three different continents? Sure. So it was kind of a journey of learning a lot about agriculture. And then I had to go, th so I, and I did that through like, college and my experiences as a state national officer, learned a lot about ag, so I knew I wanted to do something in ag. And then uh, I think showing sheep, like I said, kind of got the basics of like what I wanted to do in, a, in, a, in an actual business. Um, and I didn't know it probably until I, I graduated college that like that's something I really wanted to do. Um, and so I, I, I kind of like, I, it, it wasn't until I graduated college that I think I got super intentional about what I wanted to do. So I think college is the time when you're supposed to really refine what you're interested in and you need to find what path you want to go down and then just get super intentional about going down that path. And so uh, I used college and those experiences to learn a lot and to see a lot of different things and trying really crappy internships to find what I liked and didn't like. And then once I finally hit on and you'll know when you hit it that like I really like this idea of starting something new or helping other people start towards a, a, a startup path like that that's where I, I wanted to kind of focus in so that's kind of what I'm doing now is trying to be really intentional about moving towards running something myself and then moving towards being able to help other people do that. Can you kind of tell me how you are an entrepreneur? Talked a lot about sheep and how that has made you start, but I know you've started various other businesses besides just sheep and helping people start businesses. Sure. Um, so, like I did sheep as kind of an SAE project through FFA, but that wasn't like, a, like I, I wouldn't consider that like a real business. Um, the first thing that I really ran on my own was in college. Uh, 
had kind of a franchise business for a business called Corner Booth, where we took pictures at uh, different uh, Greek events, um, kind of in a photo booth type setting. And so I took pictures, hired people to take pictures, and then grew the business from a brand new brand on UNL's campus to $15,000 in sales in a semester. So um, that was really big. And that was kind of my first experience of like really, really enjoying running my own thing and not having to work for anybody. Now I work as a um, co-founder of a business called PharmaField. Uh, that's still pretty young, so I wouldn't really consider that like a real business yet. So it's kind of an idea right now we're working on. But in the future, um, definitely want to like have my own kind of lifestyle type of business. Um, something that I, or something or a couple of things that I have on the side that. I can do that are, are mine and I get to work on and I'm very passionate about them, so yeah. What is the hardest and even painful part about being an entrepreneur? Well, I think some people would say there's like no set path, so it's, there's not like, you, you don't go to college to be an entrepreneur or you don't go to, there's not like a set number of things that you need to do to be an entrepreneur, but I kind of like that, that you can kind of find out and figure out how to do it. I think the hardest thing is like you have to, for me it's that, um, being accountable to myself so like you have to set things up to be accountable to really get started and to work on things so uh just working every day at something and being okay with like not making any money for a while i think that risk component is the hard thing um uh, for me it's just like you're not making money but you need to work at something and then <laughs> getting the drive to do that how do you keep yourself accountable i don't do it very well so like i'm, I'm figuring out how to do that right now <laughs> hired a coach and have some other things in place to like help hold me accountable um, to make sure that I kind of tie it to people so that it actually gets done. Because I'm, I'm very passionate about doing it and it drives me crazy that I don't. I just have to build some systems, I would think, and I'm in the process of doing that now to help hold me accountable. So in your own words, what is the most rewarding experience that comes from being an entrepreneur? I don't know if I can super answer that so well because I haven't been an entrepreneur very long or I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur right now since I don't have a company that's actively making money but I mean the part that I is really exciting about me is I can get to make the own decisions my own decisions and then like I am the ultimate decision maker for a business so like I I have to be responsible for how this business does and so that feeling and then and then being able to do that is really rewarding. Um, and then when other people work for you, that's also super rewarding. Just to be able to be able to give them a paycheck, paycheck as well is, is like satisfying. Do you think it's okay to fail? Yeah, I think it it is a okay is is kind of a weird word. Like it's not necessary to fail, but as long as you are learning and you're doing, you you failed for the right reasons. So if, if you failed because you didn't take time to like figure out who your customer was or you didn't figure out who something something is like if you fail because you didn't do your due diligence like that's not a good thing failure is good when you learned from it um like you you actually and you didn't waste a whole lot of time before you got to that failure and failure is really good when you go after something really big so uh if you fail because you're going after a huge ridiculous challenge and you fail good if you fail because you're just lazy super bad so I know like a mantra of the Anglo program was like, fail forward, fail fast, fail cheap. Okay, do that, but like make it for the right reasons. Don't just be satisfied with failure because then that's wrong. You got to learn from it. You got to do it because you're trying to do something big. Um, I've been really like thinking a lot lately about 
trying to do some really difficult physical challenge, like an Ironman or some race or something, so that it's like there's a there's more challenge involved in it, and it's not just failure because of complacency. Was there an experience that made your your view of failure change? Um, I mean, not necessarily. I, I mean, I've failed plenty of times. I've had bad experiences, but it wasn't like... It was, I think, more of just, like, learning from successes, learning from failures, and then just, like, talking to a lot of mentors who have, I've seen do it and read a lot of books to get, like, a healthy view of, like, what failure means. Why do you think most people fail as entrepreneurs? I, I don't know. I guess I honestly haven't, like, talked to too many people that, like have failed and that's probably because I'm young and just like new into this industry and so I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot or seen the trends or new enough people that like tried something didn't try something from what I've seen just with working with students and like young entrepreneurs it's because they don't set up the right um, accountability and systems that they never get started enough to like fail in a big way it's like they never take the risk or take the jump to like continue an idea along far enough to like really make it happen or not. So I've seen more people not start than actually start and fail. And I think that's a bigger issue to me. Who is your biggest inspiration? So it's not, when I think about this question, I don't really necessarily think of like one person as being an inspiration because I don't, I don't really want to be someone else or what someone else has done. Like, that's their path. Like, I want to take my own path. So what I think about myself, and I'm stealing this a little bit from Matthew McConaughey has a great speech on this, but, like, thinking about, like, who I want to be in the future or, like, what my life looks like in in, in five or ten years. Like, that's what my inspiration is because that's what I want to, that's where I want to, to be at. Like, the new skills that I have, what I'm doing, um, what my, you know, relationships and family looks like. Basically, my envisioned future is my inspiration because that's what I want to get. So that's what keeps that's what that's why I set up things to do, you know, day to day or things right now is because my inspiration is this is the envisioned future that I want. And so that's what I want to get to. Like that's inspiration is only good enough that it it causes you to act. And so it's not really a person that like causes me to act, but it's like what I want in the future. So do you read a lot of books that inspire you or is it more of podcasts or TED Talks or? So uh, inspiring, I think, is the wrong word with that. So like I consume a lot of books and a lot of podcasts, um, but like I I do those because they either entertain me or they add to my knowledge base or they, they make me think like I'm trying to learn from them. So I listen to like, you know, religious podcasts when I work out because that's like an area I'm trying to learn. I'll just do a lot of homilies because I'm trying to learn that area. And they're not really like inspiring to me, but they're like, they help me become better so that I eventually can get to that envisioned future. Or like I like to read a lot of books and they help me grow my, the way that I'm thinking, but it's, it's like I'm just adding to like my repertoire and like what I know so that I can get to this envisioned future because that's what inspires me to act. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Figuring a lot of that out right now, but... Um, see myself with a growing business or a couple businesses working on some really exciting projects on the side, uh, see myself teaching in some capacity, whether it's that's at a university or just with a group of people, um, I see myself with a, with a really awesome home and having a, a family that has started uh, with a couple like lifestyle type of businesses that have passive income, so it gives me the freedom to kind of do what I want. 
and to have a boat because I really want that and um, have a great group of friends and family that I'm very close to with the great physical condition and that, that's kind of a, a rambling answer but like the, that's the kind of vision that I, I think about and I want business healthy great relationships like that's what I'm seeking after how is that different than the Brennan Costello brand a decade from now so, so how does that look different than it does right mm -hmm. now yep okay um, it's more disciplined, I have better, like more meaningful relationships, and I'm better at being like a friend and a father and an employee. Um, I have my own business that I'm up and running and doing by myself, and it's, it's, it's rolling and it's doing really well, uh, versus now I don't have one. So like adding, adding that would be a big thing. Um, in better shape, eating healthier, have more knowledge about entrepreneurship, and be able to like be more impactful in how I'm teaching that. So, like, it doesn't have this, like, huge change. It's just, like, elevated. Thank you for tuning in to Inspired by Engler. 